there once were some young tindy eaters who short squoze the game stores and theaters till the rich hedge fund crowd said, hey, that's not allowed, and showed us their hand. They're all cheaters. Welcome to the stack. Around this time, maybe two weeks ago, I actually have not done the research to find out, but deep in the festering swamp that is Reddit, in a subreddit I had never heard of, maybe some of our listeners. Wall Street Bets? Wall Street Bets. Somebody, and we can talk about maybe who they were and what their motivations were in a bit, somebody starts giving a masterclass to these so-called channers with a Bloomberg terminal in things like gamma spreads, naked shorting, and tells them that one of their most revered institutions, GameStop, a physical retailer that (laughs) is like, I mean, you can now download games directly to your PlayStation or Xbox or whatever you want to do. Um, you know, have been stores have been closed for almost a year now. Um, that because this business is basically on the ropes, and so a number of short sellers have decided that this company probably is worth a lot less than it's trading at. Maybe it's trading at zero, and isn't that bad? Let me now, interrupt for a yeah, second. Go ahead. I th- I think that it's the most or was the most shorted well, company the, in history. Yeah. I might be wrong about yeah. that, so, so the, but I think so. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that um, it was a very popular it, – it became a very popular belief among kind of the short-selling community. I mean, you had Andrew Left, who's uh, a famous uh, short-seller at Citron Research. Um, you, you had uh, Melvin Capital, which is alumni of um, Stephen Cohen's firm now point seventy two mm-hmm. after Stephen Cohen came back to the industry after a, a ban of a few years. So so yeah, so there were a number of people involved. And I think I mean that's unobjectionable to me. Uh obviously a part of you know capitalism and markets is that uh Schumpeter, you know, uh creative destruction aspect. So having people who you know, have a brain looking at these businesses and saying, okay, this is actually worthless or worth less than it is now. Uh, That makes sense. Uh, Short sellers provide uh, liquidity, they provide price discovery and everything. What was happening with GameStop is uh, something that is illegal, but is also possible to do through methods. You, You can be if you're the right person, you have the right connections with brokerages, you can structure it that you, um, well, let me back up. The mechanism for those that don't know for uh, short selling, which means basically making a bet that the value of a security is going to go down, is to, um, you, you borrow it from somebody that owns it, then you sell it to somebody who wants to buy it, and then you wait for the price to go down. You're paying interest to the person from whom you're borrowing it in some some sort of borrow. Uh, there's a borrowing cost. And so if, if a stock is harder to borrow, that cost will be higher, which means that the threshold for how much you need the stock to go down is that much higher. So like I, I'll yeah, it, there's crazy stories from China I could talk and, about. And theoret- right there. Yeah. The- theoretically, this should be covered as well by collateral that you have uh, with wh- whichever exchange you're doing this uh, with. Right? Uh, exactly. So that's an additional cost. So you you would have to collateralize it with um, with some equity yourself. So um, whether it's cash or something like that. And then if the if the trade is going against you. Then, then you'll have to kind of re, you'll have to recollateralize and, and everything. So you know there there are different uh, mechanisms for short selling a stock or betting for it to go down. You can um, you can buy puts, uh, which are options uh, where you agree to to buy at a, a later price or to, or to sell at a certain price rather. Um, or you could you could sell calls. There, there's all sorts of different um, structures. If you combine enough of these together in a special Wall Street investment banker soup, you can create ways that you are betting against 
a company without having any of that skin in the game where you have not borrowed the shares um, and where nobody has borrowed the shares. And what you ended up with with uh, GameStop was a situation where something like 150% of the value of the company was bidding, getting bet against. And this is illegal. You know, there, there are laws and regulations in place um, de- designed to stop it. Now, the, the number one crusader against this practice is uh, Patrick Byrne, who was the former CEO of Overstock. And he's gotten famous again because he's gotten involved with uh, some things around the election. But he he was always in a one-man war against this sort of naked shorting, which is what it's called. And it's uh, uh, he's done some actually some interesting things in cryptocurrency that we should perhaps go back to, to that were his ways to combat it uh with his company but yeah so this this is what happened is uh you know gamestop was being aggressively attacked and in a way that was itself unstable because the short sellers were undercapitalized uh it was shorted it was a kind of a consensus short which means a lot of people were doing it um and there was there was an opportunity to blow it up with a, a small, relatively small concerted effort to raise the uh, the price of the stock, because that would blow up all of the collateral and everything that um, that people had. And a lot of these uh, hedge funds are actually kind of small. They use a lot of leverage themselves. It's an intrinsic part of their business model to use a lot of leverage because leverage means they they borrow money and and stuff to maximize their returns. And so they they're kind of capital poor, and if you they're almost on the brink. Uh, I don't know how to talk. It's like on a precipice, and if you just throw a feather on them, they can blow up sometimes. And somebody identified this opportunity. Somebody decided that the way to do it was to talk to gamers on Wall Street bets, and with a message of these your culture is under assault. Let's get them. And it worked. Or at least it has so far. The stock went up from yeah. like whatever uh, to, you know, 350. I think it yeah. started at 15 or something like that. It started at 15. Uh, before the. Yeah. Uh, and what, I, what was the I peak? think. What, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, that, that, yeah. Sound, that sounds about right. Let's say like, you know, kind of in the low teens or something. And it ended up at. Right, yeah, something like that. 350. Was that the peak? I can't remember. No, it was above, I think it was above 400. Uh, but yeah, in that, in that area. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's still, Um, uh, let me see, let me, I'm going to pull up Yahoo finance actually. So our audience deserves to know. Yeah, it's all right. I can cut it out. Um, but there is another thing while you're doing that, which is actually that original post was not a couple of weeks ago. It was back in August, August of last year, I think. Okay. And his timeline, his timeline was just off, I think, mm. um, of when the when the opportunity for the short squeeze was going to be. Uh-huh. Uh, he was just off by by a few months, and so he and he. I think he said that in the original post, which is, "I'm not really going to know, but when I know, I'll know." You know, right, right. So uh, he, he ended up being off by a bit, but I just want to throw that out there yeah. because I think um, I, I think it was actually near the end of last year that this happened. But it, something that's interesting to me is you make it sound like when you say somebody, obviously you're hinting at something and we don't right. have to get too tinfoil about right, it. But right. uh, do you but but you're in the industry. So is this the kind of I know that you've seen all kinds of yeah. dark stuff. Uh, we've talked about FUD, for instance, from, you know, people just making stuff up. Right. But making it look there's for instance, just as an example, the Zeus Capital thing. Right. Uh, on Chainlink. Right. Um, that looks that looks to sort of a, a an inexperienced buyer. It's like 128 20 pages or something right, like that, right, right. which is a number I'm just making up. But it's a very long and detailed and um, you know graphs, pictures, kind of completely yeah. made up. Yeah. Uh, fud about. Uh, well, sorry, I, I'm saying the word fud. Fear, uh, uncertainty, and doubt about Chainlink, for instance, yeah. just as an example. But yeah. you, when, when you and I talked about that the first time. I said, "Have you seen this thing?" And you said, "Yeah, I see this kind of thing all the time. Right? right. This is this is a sort of like, uh, you know, a a, a a campaign against some stock or some yeah, cryptocurrency yeah, that." Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think. I mean, I honestly, yeah. I mean, I I I, I bought Chainlink ex- exclusively because I saw that 
report, right? <laughs> I mean, like, because it doesn't take long to see. All right, let's like back up. The the legendary uh, advocate short sellers like like a Mark Cahotes or uh, Muddy Waters research in China, Citron, these guys, they, they, um, especially those last two, their MO is to do like a very comprehensive report on a company, deep dive into, and in, in China, this involves, you know, having kind of an, a small army of researchers going through the tax offices to see exactly how much cash they actually paid in tax and everything, checking on assets and whatnot. And it's, uh, it's not, uh, trivially easy to do but i mean they they come out with yeah these 100 page reports and they're they're pretty strong the the thing is like these like frauds don't fall into your lap all the time and you don't always know exactly where to do work but what people discovered was um in some markets because they're super tense and they're kind of looking for these sorts of things so everybody has their own biases about china and chinese companies and they found well it's actually kind of easier easier than finding a good opportunity and uh, taking the risk of spending months trying to look into whether or not it's a fraud. Let's look at a company that fits certain financial characteristics where it would be kind of at risk, where we can easily borrow uh, enough stock to get a good, a reasonable short selling position, because that's another side of it. And um, let's you know, I start there, start with where's the place that we can build a position enough to make money. And what we'll do is we'll just throw a bunch of junk together in it that is um, uh, really what's uh, circumstantial, uh, circumstantial evidence for it being a fraud or something like that. And especially for those that are unfamiliar with uh, the industry and everything, then it will it will look really dramatic and, and we'll, we'll be able to do it. And what they do is they just splash down with one of these reports and this, immediately the reaction will be, oh, there's been a report by this company that put it together and it looks really sharp. Uh, you know, they've got graphic designers and everything that have um, tapped into our animal mind. And uh, I don't want to miss out on this next big thing because if it's the next, like in China, the, the Sino Forest or like uh, Chowda or something like that, Chowda Agriculture, I, I want to be a part of it. And so uh, they, they'll, they'll get into it. Then the stock will, say, go down 15 or 20%. The guy that wrote this uh, dubious report then gets out and the company starts responding and can start to repair its image. Now, they're not always successful at it. And sometimes they have done some things that are kind of dodgy. And so they um, can't justify it and it takes a while to recover. But basically, people are left holding the bag and the person who did the report is is out. And so I, I, I sensed that that was the background of that that Zeus capital thing but you know yeah these these things happen uh quite a bit i mean in china what i see and maybe this is a little bit of a better analog to um what we're talking about here but like they'll uh in the property sector so the real estate is a, a big industry over there the property developers and everything and what people are often the investment community is often looking at is uh, the, uh, and I want to be clear here, I, I don't have any positions in, in these industries, or if I did, I would um, disclose them. But the uh, what they're looking at is usually like uh, uh, changes on the policy front. So like a new restriction on uh, how many properties you can own in a certain city, for instance, you, you know, many places it's like one or two um, closing loopholes. Like, uh, you know, if you get divorced, then you and your wife can each buy another property or something. And it's usually just on paper and the, they're not actually divorced. So things like that. So they're looking for it. I've seen stories planted in obscure newspapers or journals or whatever in China saying, oh, there's going to be this like new major dramatic policy, then that story gets promoted to the media in Hong Kong. Um, and it gets picked up. And again, I mean, like people don't want to be caught flat foot. And so they start, you know, selling everything or whatever. Um, and, and that's a mechanism to do it. So there is some there's enough of that historically that leads me to believe that somebody 
picked up on this as a potential way to drive a financial outcome uh, and you know that this was a vector that they could use through Wall Street bets to do something. Now, it doesn't kind of – I don't want to disparage the people that made money or anything like that. Um, and there might be some other interesting outcomes of it, but that certainly does seem to have been the case. Yeah. Okay. So what I want to I want to be kind of clear about is that what we're saying is, or what you've seen throughout your career, leads you to believe that people are sophisticated enough that they could go onto Wall Street bets with all of this information, and also could spin a narrative about, uh, you know, dispos- dispossession, for instance, from the two thousand eight crisis and right. and you yeah. know we all need to get into this get together they, they you've seen this 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 uh, sort of i guess cynicism right um played out well look constantly I mean, throughout yeah, your uh, career uh, uh, there, yeah i mean all it would take is somebody who uh you know has the financial knowledge of um from the hedge fund industry and be sort of less than um 40 years old so they're like a gamer Right. Or whatever. And um, right. maybe they're a little bit online or very online themselves and and pick up on this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, I, I, I'm not entirely sure, but I've seen some of the uh, people involved who's just seemed who seemed as well as if they were kind of just um, like YouTube gamers. So they were I, I'm not sure who wrote the original post um, and that may that may even already be out. But uh, it's also possible I don't want to. I don't want to disparage anybody. So it's also possible that they could. They could be both financially savvy and give a damn about. Yeah, sure. You know what happened in two thousand eight. Uh, but the the point is that that um that is a possibility. What I what I want to talk about it though is that sort of like what actually happened the dispossession, uh, or the the sense of dispossession from two thousand eight. Right. Yeah. So for for instance, if you go on Wall Street bets now, um, um. I, I don't know if they had a they had a switch to a different subreddit or something like that mm-hmm. um, because I, I I don't remember if they uh, I think that they had to shut down the original Wall well, Street bets themselves yeah. just for yeah, a little while right. to yeah overload on the servers um, yeah well I I don't know maybe they were getting heat as well so mm-hmm. they decided they were gonna calm it down I'm not sure what the reason was uh, anyway though you can you can read these these letters from people and I, I just want to like throw a couple out from sure. the, yeah. you know just the highlights of a couple. Uh, I can remember, I can remember one about, a a, a kid who got on there and, and who knows if these things are, right. are true or not, yeah. but they, you know, the 2008 did happen and people did suffer. So, uh, anyway, some of the, some of the letters that I saw were, you know, I'm, uh, of the, of this nature, uh, you know, my father, um, my father had a cement company. And, uh, you know, we had, we were a normal family. My dad owned a cement company. Um, and then, uh, 2008 happened, the housing market crashed and my father lost everything. And, uh, you know, I, I had to watch bankers, um, you know, get bailed out while my family was destroyed. My dad became an alcoholic and we had to eat like, you know, um, tomato soup made from ketchup and, and our whole Sort of everybody around us was even worse off than we were. Yeah, you know? yeah. These sort of like heart wrenching stories. Yeah. Now who knows? Who knows? I mean, people could be cynical enough to put these things together, but uh, there there are certainly these grassroots stories. And what they're saying is, you know, uh, I got sixty. I've got sixty dollars in my bank account, and uh, I've lived poor before because right. of you. So right, I know. Right. I know how to live poor. Let's see if you can right, right. figure out how to live poor because I'm never going to sell my GameStop yeah. stock. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I mean, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's interesting. Um, cause I, I certainly, uh, get that. I mean, and 2008 was, uh, a scarring event for a lot of, I can speak for like, you know, say men between the age now of like 20, 20, you know, maybe 15 and 30 or something. I mean, like there is not going to be a more major event, like whether it affected them directly or not. I mean, it's just so so massively destabilizing. And the, the economy that has come out of it now, I think we could spend a lot of time talking about what it, you know, the, the precariousness of – um, 
people today, you know, trying trying to get ahead and like home ownership and everything because yeah, home prices collapsed, but they didn't stay that way, especially in places that um, young people are told that they should move like New York or San Francisco or whatever. So there's that. I mean, I think that the, the, the interesting thing is um, the, the whole like housing crisis, almost the, now some of them made a lot of money, but like the last people that were to blame for it were like hedge funds. Um, you know, there, there were those that, uh, you know, if you watch or read the great short, you know, you can get some good stories, but yeah, they, they made some money, but it, it's, it's nothing in comparison to what the banks made. you know, those, those real like financial institutions, um, that were, behind all of the subprime lending and uh, uh, creepy stuff, you know, so, and that that's where it's really interesting is I think that there's like a meme that uh, hedge, hedge fund investors are the ones that you should kind of get back at when really it's much deep. I mean, it's like the Federal Reserve and everything. I mean, get to be clear, like to get back at in Minecraft or whatever, you know, but like the... Um, that that's who you should well we can say this is their feeling we're we're not exactly we don't even know reddit really well right yeah yeah. no uh, i'm just like i'm just trying to say like so so actually like um oliver stone when he wanted to make uh a sequel to wall street he was uh because the the original wall street was uh gordon gecko is some sort of like private equity hedge fund whatever alternate you know investor the um, when he wanted to do a remake, he he started doing research um, and contacting like uh, Jim Chanos, who's another legendary short seller. He he did Enron and some others. He's gotten like completely bent over by by Tesla um, because he's been short that. But but anyways, like uh, and he was short China when he shouldn't. So these guys are not perfect. The, um, but he was he was interviewing Jim Chano saying, okay, I want to do background research and because I'm going to make the sequel and it's going to be about hedge funds and how they caused the financial crisis. And Jim Chano's just told him, no, like you're crazy. You, you you know you this is what happened, and walked him through the involvement of of the banks and the housing agencies and everything, and changed the way that Oliver Stone actually uh, uh, framed the movie, which is almost sympathetic to uh, kind of hedge fund, you know, I guess more of those like asset managers and investment allocators rather than, uh, and, and pointed it at more of the Lehman brother, Bear Stearns types. So, um, so that, that's, that's just like a little bit of um, shade, I guess, to throw on the narrative that a lot of people are kind of buying into um, on, on the GameStop stuff. I think that what you're getting um, is a, a bunch of young pirates who are just roving around the, you know, roving around the the economy now looking for targets right? because they just want to bring the whole thing down if possible. Yeah. It's like a uh, clockwork orange, right? Like uh, out with my droogs um, looking for a little bit of the old ultraviolence. Um, yeah, no, I mean like, uh, yep. and, and so look at, um, if you kind of uh, look at like kind of a, kind of your modal uh, young man, uh, what what are they? Many of them have jobs and everything. I mean, they're not totally out of society, but um, they're into games and movies and things like that. And what's what's gotten their uh, knee cut off of them? I mean, uh, don't need to go into the whole Gamergate thing, and I barely even like know what that was all about but you know that was a major thing um kind of the that that not even like culture i mean like you don't even have to be that into video games to feel like um you know that's an important part of their lives and kind of has been under assault for various reasons like being called sexist or something and then you uh, look at like yeah the cinema movies i mean what's what's more sort of pro-social than that like getting together with your friends and going to see something outside like outside of your home and that that's all been closed down for a year and then you're going to have hedge funds betting against that like yeah your your reaction is going to be you're trying to take away those things that make me feel like an engaged human being 
I, I think it's even that you're taking away the sort of the this stuff. What whatever was left to us, you have to come for that right. too. Yeah. Like gaming was the refuge, right? right? Yeah. And and the the feeling is you even had you you could have just left us alone right. with that, and right. we would have been happy right. with our games and our tendies. Uh, if they ever come af- after chicken tenders, by the way, right, it's going to be a war, a civil well, war. Well, they are, aren't but they? Anyway, like with uh, uh, yeah, I mean, that, no, that's, no, no, that's what they I have wanna, left. I want right? to stop you there. I mean, like they are, like with the fake meat. Beyond, are they? No, I mean, like the Beyond <laughs> oh, Meat right, stuff, yes. right? I mean, and they're shorting it, aren't they? Sure. Well, uh, I, or, or they take. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like no, no, no. I there yeah. was some some no. Sorry, I meant like a short squeeze. There was something. Uh, now that you say it, I think after the, what, what is it beyond meat they're oh, coming right. after now? Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, like, but that, I mean, that's like a garbage thing anyway. I mean, I, I don't know, but I mean like, but no, the idea, the whole like eat your soy to, oh, you mean they're going, right, right. you know I mean? Like the, the, um, like, I think, think that that was a target now or something. Oh, uh, maybe, but I, it's like, I, actually, I'm quite sure that, right. Yeah. Okay. So they're trying, wait, that like the gamer, the GameStop people are trying to get beyond meat up. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, because it's been. Oh, short. I don't know. I, I. All right. I should. I should leave off of that because. Okay. But I'm quite cer- certain that I saw that that Beyond Meat was a target for some kind of. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, I mean, like look, some some of the old ultra violence. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 you know it's a small company and so you could um, do that. But I, yeah. But what I'm saying is like you know even that sort of stuff like um you know going after fast food and um everything is 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 a, a big thing I, and the other side is it's um you know we're however old we are um to the extent that we played video games when we were younger like these guys ages it was um you know say like super mario or final fantasy or something i mean like you you just play it on your own for these guys like fortnite I mean, I, I I don't even like know, but it it actually is where they get together with people, right? Like, right. Um, and yeah. it that that's like harder to, um, yeah. I mean, like I'm gonna like play Madden with like all of my friends or something. Um, and so it's like Starbucks or so. It's like a third place. Um, that people and like it's not just you know like the farthest extent that I remember was you could like play some games online and like, you know, it was like Warcraft or something and you'd like, were like on a local area network or something, you know, or, or maybe over the internet, oh my God. you could talk to, you could be playing against somebody, but you weren't like talking to them. Now it's like, you know, you got your like discord or Twitch or whatever, and you're talking to everybody and, and stuff. And, you know, I think that has its own problems, yeah. but at least it's people getting together. Um, and that, yeah, that area became under assault. Well, so there you are. We we have, you know, this was this is the only thing that was left to us, and um, you've taken that away. COVID has taken has well, this is that that sort of perfect storm, right? Because COVID both took away sort of the last the last refuges. Uh, well, that and that and the you know GamerGate previously, right. COVID took away the last refuges. And then uh, on top of that, to make this a really perfect storm, the government gave out uh, money, gave right. cash well, out to and it, well, all these I, and I'll people. Say, okay, yeah. So, so that's I was gonna mention that too. Is like, you know, yeah, maybe I like lost my job, um, do it doing whatever I was doing, um, and uh, or it's been really like erratic, and instead of doing what other places have done other countries with some sort of like uh, basic income replacement or something like they have in Canada. Um, instead, like I got to watch this ridiculous back and forth political football over whether I would get $2,000 or $600 or whatever. Right. And you like, got to see what you were worth. All of that to is, them. Right. All of that is being done. It's on the backdrop of something that we're, I think we agreed we're not going to touch right now, which is the election and the aftermath of the election. And I end up, yeah, with $600, which is not a whole lot of money. But what I, right. you know, but. Well, we can just, let's just yeah. say at least the backdrop of the election is is at least that there is a lot of discontent about how 
uh, how it played out. Sure. Right? Yeah. Not, yeah. Not. Yeah. A lot of suspicion and cynicism yeah. and everything. And um, right. Yeah. So so I, and all of these are just sort of symptoms of a broader thing. I mean, like people are upset and have opinions about what happened with the election because of other reasons and everything. So they're, they're all kind of manifestations here. Um, now, I should say there was an earlier COVID stimulus check uh, earlier in the pandemic, so-called pandemic, um, that was um, did bring a lot of people onto these like Robin Hood platforms. So people, right. I think my brother even did it, like you got your money and, you know, first thing they did was they – Sorry. Now that's like a good thing. They didn't go and like spend it on something stupid. So um, start investing. So that was another thing is like you already had people set up and ready to trade on these platforms. Now, I think that all of this kind of brings it to the event. It goes up to, you know, $400. That starts putting some of these hedge funds and everybody out of business Um and then the, the the reaction, though, is very interesting because you have then almost a confirmation of the deeper things that were frustrating people, which was uh, you had the government regulators from the SEC to like AOC in Congress or no, actually, she was on the good side, um, sort of. Um, but, you know, you, you had like uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren. um uh, the SEC, uh, Robinhood, and Google, and the entire apparatus from Silicon Valley to Wall Street to Washington coming together on the side of the Goliaths, right? Like um, saying, okay, right. we're uh, going to stop you from being able to buy this stock anymore, saying it's for your own good. Uh, so basically taking agency away from these guys uh, who are already, like we said, kind of like feel emasculated um, by the events of the last 15 years. Um, so taking that right to do something like you, we're not even going to give you the right to lose your money um, on something that you believe in, um, s- setting it up so that basically setting up these trading platforms in such a way that, um, you know, I think they were like forcing some cells. Some people claim that they were, uh, the positions were taken away. Again, it was like for your own good, because we think that this is too risky or something. And uh, basically structuring it all. So as a way to bail out those those funds so that they would be able to um, do it. Now, why do they do it? Well, you know, th- those guys are really big customers of, uh, so like Citadel, which is the, a major shareholder of Robinhood. It's a hedge fund that also has a brokerage and they, they buy all of the trade flow information so that they can front run and everything. They don't call it that. They call it something that's technically legal. Um, and that's really troubling, <laughs> but it's like, uh, all of that is like coming together. And then you had um, uh, Google removing negative reviews of Robinhood from their uh, uh, Google Play Store, th- things like yeah. that. You know, so, so there was just like this, this total concerted effort. And then you add on to that, then like the media buying into this meme that, oh, and then like Discord uh, removing groups because they say that's like they're they're hate hate groups or something, or because of hate speech. Yeah, Wall Street bets went over to Discord and started to group over there. Yeah, and then uh, Dis- Discord said we're we're shutting this down because of hate speech, not because of the the GameStop thing right uh and i mean that is that is the most transparent right bs you know right yeah i mean like yeah i mean leave aside whether um it really like makes sense to use uh hate speech whatever that can be you know as your kind of pretext for doing things yeah i mean there so there was just this um right i mean like all all of it came together um against against these guys and then even in the mainstream media the basically it became like a a story of yeah these like angry privileged 
it's like the the joke of like you know the 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 privileged working class um, guy or something like that against poor innocent Wall Street. Well, you know what it is. You you look at these stories of like Marie Antoinette, you know, going into the countryside and and setting up a little farm in the countryside so that a little pretend farm so that she and her rich friends can can see what it see what it's like to live as the poor people. Mm-hmm. And you think to yourself. No way in hell did this actually happen. And nobody is this out of touch with reality in all of history right. that they, you know, did something like that. Or then, you know, the, the let the let them eat cake, which is apocryphal and misunderstood anyway. Right, but, right. you know, you, you think to yourself, there's no way that people are both this out of touch with with reality or that, that they're this out of touch with reality that they would say these things that would be so inflammatory to the to the people that they rule over. Right. And then you watch what happened last week and realize actually uh, the Marie Antoinette stuff right. is pretty tame in comparison. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I think that's that's a fair fair way to say it. I mean, there's um. It's so inflammatory. I mean, the things that they did are so inflammatory, so in, incredibly infl- uh, and bold. Yeah, you know? I, I think I like think that's. The, that that's the big difference. I mean, there's always been a disconnect, and there there will be in any society a disconnect from uh, elite and everything. But I, I would say like a couple of different things. One is uh, the elite that we are gifted with today is totally undeserving of the term in terms of like their concepts of noblesse oblige is non-existent right um and their i'll just say i mean like utter lack of class you know um and taste and whatnot so it's um you know so so yeah you you have that elite and their animosity towards not in the sense of the meritocracy but the fact that they don't yeah, sorry. They just don't merit the. They don't merit the the it, moniker. Yeah, basically. kind of. I mean, like it's it's like through just a a weird number of like falls, and then uh, basically erecting barricades and everything to to prevent any kind of. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. So and like, don't need to get into. But this that. is this is literally true as yeah, well. Yeah. Right. That, yeah, that now right. we see we're seeing more more and more. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, like, I gotta. I gotta. Yeah, I'm getting... yeah. Um. But it's it's. Uh, you know, you just sort of like have these structures in place that make a lot of guys and like I think can speak most directly to young men. Um, and I think women have their own things going on. But um, the you're just like narrowing and narrowing the number of places that they can go and have their personal space and be successful and uh, do it. It's like, all right, um, we, we kind of uh, being – they created like online communities. I mean, we've talked about it here before, like a BBS and everything, like the natural IRC and the um, successors of that then were kind of created by Silicon Valley mammoths, mammoth companies, like say like a Discord or something. And so this is something that was kind of our our culture, speaking for them, our culture, and now we're getting kicked out of it. Again, like, you know, we, we can't even like be online, which is the last thing that was given to us or allowed for us. And if we like kick against Wall Street or uh, politics or anything, then we get accused of hate speech um, or what, any number of things that are uh, really, really serious accusations. And so, so where do you go? Where do you go from that? Now, there's like maybe like from like the run up now like maybe they've decided that cryptocurrency is one that this is a i hate the term but like a safe space right like this is a place that we can go and in, invest or develop things in and be be left to our own devices and wh- whether or not that's really true i think um just like time will tell let me uh let me do the rundown on that real quick then so what happened is um a lot of those Wall Street bets people moved into. Uh, well, they were they were looking. As I said, they're they're pirates right now, so they're moving around, you know, looking for the next target. Well, I think and, yeah, uh, they've got some. Let me. Uh, I'll stop you right there. I think that um, an aspect of it was when they were prevented from buying Robinhood, or, or they were prevented yeah, from right. buying GameStop. They needed some. They felt like they needed somewhere to put their money. Uh, right. Yeah. 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 For, so, yeah exactly, yes. Yeah. 
Right. So yeah, I, to to be clear about that, yeah, Rob, Robinhood shut down trading on fifty different um, stocks, I believe, and so yeah, they had a they had to go somewhere. Um, they're still able, obviously, to to find end arounds for this and that. And I think, uh, like for instance, silver is a big one. SLV is is mm-hmm. one, and then there are a few other ones. Um, I have no investment in. Uh, that so I'll just I'll throw that out there, but um, yeah. So one of the things that they moved into was cryptocurrency because that was an avenue for them after Robinhood shut them down. And um, as you mentioned earlier, they uh, pumped up the price of uh, Doge or Dogecoin. Is it Doge or Doge? I always say Doge. I think it's Doge. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they pumped the price of that, which is just a meme coin that came out. I think actually came out of Reddit right. and that Doge meme. Uh, they forked. It was like a, it was a fork know. of a fork of Litecoin or something. Uh, uh, Litecoin, yeah, right. Yeah. It was Litecoin. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, yeah. So it, and it, it has no it has no intrinsically interesting monetary properties beyond you know the in, any other sort of like generic or let's, well, let's say it, no, nothing more interesting than Litecoin itself. Yeah, it just has the meme. Right, uh, and then they also do because they have no interesting monetary properties beyond what Litecoin has. They do philo- uh, philanthropy. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna, you know, it seems like the guys are kind of decent who started it, but mm-hmm. there's nothing there really. Right, right, and it's not. It is not the. It's not where you would want these kids to go to end up. So like you and I, we have a little bit of experience with cryptocurrency, and we know right. what's good and what's not good. Right, and we would not wish for these kids who are kind of like idealistic at this point by which i mean that they've got that that sense of camaraderie we're all in this together let's put our money into something right we we wouldn't wish for them to be putting their money into dogecoin or dogecoin whatever yeah uh i also you know you'd you you would wish yeah. yeah go ahead well i also think um at least for those that 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 um did it and caused the spike up in Doge. Doge was like the the like leader of Venice, right? <laughs> yeah, right. The uh so so those that bought Dogecoin, I think they were doing it on the Robinhood platform because so 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 Robinhood um like is it PayPal or eBay like they are setting up they they have set up ways that you can buy cryptocurrencies, but it's all on the platform itself, so you actually don't have a cryptographic wallet you don't have control of the tokens or anything. Right. Um, and so okay, it, it yeah. actually is like, um, so, so I think because they were keeping their money on the platform, because this is something that Robinhood is very good at, which is uh, basically getting you to waste money on um, uh, trade. Now you don't pay commissions, but what they want you to do, because this is what they sell to Citadel is they want you trading a lot. And so they are the the whole like um, design. It's like Facebook is designed for you to stay on, not quit, and they make it hard for you to delete your account. Like just um, and so Robinhood does the same thing. It's easy to check in, easy to put money in, and a little bit harder to get it out, much harder. Um, and so money was staying in the system, but they were buying Doge and some other things, but it was all whatever Robinhood gave to you. And it wasn't with um, actually having ownership of the the tokens. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, right. But yeah, I mean, like I, I think, and then why was, why did they choose Doge um, to put on, you know, cause it's not like, like uh, you cannot buy um, even like larger kind of important, coins on these platforms usually you know for instance so i have a position in Chainlink. Chainlink you cannot buy on on robin hood um you know i think it's the the menu is probably uh bitcoin ethereum doge and a hand, a ripple or something i don't know you know like it's just like a handful of these these things um and the the language of um the like FAQs and everything uh, for customers is uh, really kind of funny and disingenuous. Like I think um, with uh, PayPal's, it was there was like a question. It's like, oh, do like I have this in my own like cryptographic wallet? And the answer is no, because if you, it's in your own wallet, then you have all of this risk. Like, why would you want that? Um, and so it's yeah, right. like trying to like, <laughs> it's tr- basically trying to turn everything on its head of what, you know, 
those in the crypto community uh, know about ownership and uh, sort of independence and everything like that and trying to say that, no, actually, like we're taking that away from you and that's a good thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, but like, you know, I, I would feel better about it if uh, they had put it into like a Bitcoin or Ethereum or anything because like Doge is um, for like the mainstream people like when they see that they'll just say like okay this is this is complete nonsense and then they make it as if like all of cryptocurrency is like this which obviously is like not not yeah well i want to say this to like the young men out there who are getting in who are current you know like right on the cusp of getting into do or getting into crypto what happens when you don't know what you're doing and you buy a meme coin like doge is that you make my friends rich right you just you're throwing money at my friends uh, who have been in the game for ten or fifteen years, and you know they're not gonna they're not gonna let somebody else take the money. If you're right. gonna throw your money away, they're gonna right. take it. Right. So uh, the the point here is that I, I would much prefer to see eighteen to you know twenty seven year old. I'll call them kids because I'm because I'm older than them. Uh, young men. Right. I'd much rather see them. Uh, put their money into crypto that will actually accrue value instead of, you know. Yeah, no, Uh, but I mean like this, this happens. So my, my brother, I, I told you offline, but I mean, my, my brother uh, has a subordinate at work, 21 years old, did not go to college, um, made $150,000 off of the um, uh, GameStop trade. And this guy right. this guy probably makes like 25 to 30 thousand dollars a year all right so um call it like five years salary on that one trade then lost fifty thousand dollars on on dogecoin all right like that is yeah. not a good <laughs> that that is not a good result now i mean he he i i think he's out of it right you know so it's but what a mess um for him to do it, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, as I said, we have had friends who've been in the, the crypto game since Bitcoin, since the Bitcoin white paper came out. Right, right. 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 These guys are savvy. They've seen exactly how much a meme pump and dump will right, go. Right. And knew exactly when, you know, when this thing was taken off, they knew exactly what their exit, uh, amount was going to be. Right. And so young, idealistic guys are just going to get burned on yeah, something like this, yeah. which is why they should look for, say, be, let's say better mentorship than maybe. Uh, on the other hand, I don't want to discourage anybody from, from you know, uh, take, taking down the man or no, whatever. No, 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 no. And uh, I, I but, do think, I mean, like, look, <laughs> I, I, I do think that ultimately um, cri- cryptocurrency is uh, a good development for these guys. Oh, yeah, um, and, definitely. And uh, is an area where um, they should look for themselves to kind of have protected wealth and to grow wealth. Um, and then, you know, perhaps getting involved in projects and everything. Um, so, yeah, I, I, cer- I certainly encourage it. But, yeah, I mean, you have to approach it maturely and everything. And that's, yeah, that that's obviously just like good advice in just about anything they can do. But... And they should get on Urbit. They should get on Urbit because they're, you know, they're not going to get kicked off for like a hate hate speech, right? I mean, you get uh, <laughs> so you know contrived. Always get that Urbit plug. Actually, yeah. you, you know, it's it's great though. Just to tie this in, I, I would like to just say, yeah, the the reason that we're on Urbit, I think, is because we are sort of the tail end of that generation who had. Right. So you and I, when we were young, we, we would have been able to join something like the Boy Scouts, and it still would have been Boy Scouts, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, so we're old enough that we were on the tail end of that. Not, but even when I was like 17 or 18, I, I'm not going to say this is the reason I got out because I wasn't that um, aware at the time. But when I was 17 or 18, they had this thing called Explorer Scouts where they're starting to invite girls. You know, if you've, if you've finished, if you're too old for Boy Scouts, right. join us with Explorer Scouts and you can, you know, we've got the girls here as well, which is great, I guess. Uh, so even for me, the tail end of sort of like my, whatever you want to call it, male, you know, I'm a, I'm a fragile white male. Right. Uh, right. I have deep white male fragility. So, uh, you know, my safe space, my space, 
safe spaces have been um, diminished even in my lifetime. Mm -hmm. So if I had been born 10 years later, I would have had nothing, right? right? And you have to build that community online, the Gamergate thing, which is what we, you know, sort of like what we alluded to earlier. Yeah. Even that's gone. Uh, the re one reason that I think Urbit is important to a lot of us is you can build a community there, uh, men and women. I'm, I'm not saying that in that sense it's, it's uh, strictly male, but you can form a community that is exclusive on Urbit and that allows you to have you know, a place where you can talk. So for instance, um, even you and I, I think, uh, we had a very diminished sort of like, um, older male mentorship. Right. Um, you know, which you know, 50 years ago or hundred years ago, you would have had a, a lots of male mentors to right. look up to. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I think my point is that I hate to see these, these young guys getting burned because they don't have, uh, older, normal, males in their lives to tell them you're throwing all your money into a scam. Right. Uh, if you want to, if you want to go 10 X, let's do it over the next 10 years in a right, safe way. Right, right. And then, you know, we can, we can do something else maybe. Uh, and if you want to burn down the system, I agree with you, but here's the right way to do it. You know, yeah. uh, we can, we can burn down that system and build another one instead of just burning everything down. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the the point is that that something like Urba is a is a much uh, is much needed for these kids. I think um, I'm, I don't want somebody with sixty dollars to buy a planet, right. but I I you, you know it's as far as I can tell, it's the only game in town for building these kinds of um, these kinds of sort of like mail. Well, any any boutique uh, community that you would want to form. You can protect it uh, and build it on Urbit, and um, you can't be kicked. You can't be kicked out of it. They can't take it away from you. Right. And if they do shut down your server or your host somewhere, you can set it up again ten minutes in a different country. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's the that's the whole point. No, I mean, yeah. If all you have all all you have in your pocket is sixty dollars, uh, probably there's other things you need to do first. But you know, if you got six hundred dollars from the government. Um, you know, you could do worse than <laughs> to, uh, to buy it, so. Thank you for listening. Please visit us at www.thestack.link or find us on Twitter at thestack.link, all one word. And please remember to like and subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes. I'm Josh, and with Andy, we are The Stack. The Stack.